Good evening, and welcome to the Laurel Church of Christ Wednesday evening service. My name is Jeff Watson, and this quarter we will be studying the book of Ecclesiastes. As we start our lesson tonight, I would ask you to consider a couple of verses. In 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Also Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I'd now like to have Alan lead us in an opening prayer. Good evening. Let's go ahead and uh, say a word of prayer. And Father, we're so thankful for this day. And we're thankful, Father, that we can come together again as your church family meeting in this area. And for all those who are listening in on the Zoom program that can glean something from your word this evening from the study of Ecclesiastics, Father, we just thank you so much for your word. Father, we know that your word is a lamp unto our feet. It guides us down the path of life. Father, we thank you so much for the written word, for your will, so we can know what to do in our lives. And Father, we thank you so much that your word is a, a light, Father, that we don't have to walk around in darkness and we can see the things that you want us to see, do the things you want us to do, and be about the things you want us to be about. Father, we thank you so much for Jeff and for his willingness to study and to bring this lesson to us. Father, we're thankful for the means by which we can uh, all gather together through technology, still being the same mindset, Father, but still focusing on you and your word. So, Father, please bless our time together this evening. Father, continue to bless us as we study your word. Father, bless us even more as we apply it to our lives so we can show this world who is in darkness that there is a light, and the light of the world is Jesus and his word. Father, thank you for uh, allowing us to come to you in prayer. And Father, we continue to think about those who are struggling with their health uh, problems. Father, so many in our church family that have uh, many different issues going on, and, and they have family and friends that are struggling as well. We just pray that you help us to be able to be a source of encouragement and strength to them as they face whatever they're going through in the next uh, days and months to come. But Father, thank you so much for this opportunity we have now. I just pray you'll go with our study now and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Alan. Okay, let's review the outline of the class. We spent the first two weeks talking about the uh, author, Solomon, of Ecclesiastes. We then spent two weeks looking at his other writings, which include more than just Proverbs. And beginning tonight and for the remainder of the quarter, we will actually be in the book of Ecclesiastes. So what have we learned so far? Well, we are going to try to have more interactivity in this class. Uh, at times, we'll ask people to raise their hand to offer prayers or to read scriptures. Uh, we'll have probably about a dozen opportunities to do some reading tonight. Uh, sometimes I'll be answering, asking you questions. Please use the chat to answer those questions. And or if you want to offer a comment at any time. 
And we also uh, have introduced the idea of polls. We're going to have a few polls tonight as well. Okay, the first two weeks, what did we learn about Solomon? Well, Solomon asked for and received from God a wise and discerning heart, which would never be equaled. God also granted him riches and honor beyond that of his peers and conditionally offered him long life. Solomon reigned a very large empire. He built a temple, his palace, and uh, well beyond modern-day Israel is the area he ruled. People would travel from far away to visit him, to ask him questions, and to shower him with gifts. Um, alas, despite his wisdom, God uh, disregarded God's warning about marrying foreign women, had 700 wives, and he turned away from being devoted to God. Then we look at his writings other than Ecclesiastes. He wrote the Song of Solomon, a love story, where the uh, two participants are constantly complimenting one another and always wanting to be together. He is credited with two psalms. 127 stresses God as a foundation and the blessing of having children. And 72 talks about ruling justly and caring for the needy and the poor. It's very difficult to summarize Proverbs in two sentences, but essentially it's filled with practical advice of how to live. And major themes or focus is the fear of the Lord, the great value of wisdom, and avoiding foolish behavior. So that's what we've done so far. And now we're going to start off with a poll. Okay, so essentially the poll is, um, when you're trying to decide what kind of book to read, uh, what do you consider? Uh, the poll is going to give you some mini bios of authors, some book titles, and some excerpts for you to read. Uh, we're going to give you a few minutes because each, there's three questions, each has five options, and it will take a little while to read. So I would like to ask the host to launch the prayer, I mean the poll, and we will give you a couple minutes to answer the poll.
Okay, the poll's been running for roughly a minute and a half. We'll go give you about 30 more seconds to get to the two-minute mark. And then we'll uh, briefly talk about the results. So far, we've had 15 people vote. Okay, got about 10 more seconds. About five more seconds. Five more seconds. Okay, we're gonna stop the polling now. We have 26 people that voted. Okay, uh, would you like to share the results with everyone? Okay, I, uh, vast majority of you are interested in what a Jewish king who's been dead for 3,000 years has to say. A little bit closer vote on the book title uh, with the happiness by design, uh, a little bit ahead of Vanity of Vanities. And for the excerpt, we go back to the grievous task which God has given to the sons of man. Okay, as you can probably guess, um, the first item in each goes together as do the second, and obviously the fifth item is referring to Solomon and the book of Ecclesiastes. So if that's what you voted for, you are in the right place. Uh, thanks, we can uh, stop sharing the results now. And now we're going to launch into another poll right away. Okay, imagine you are at a conference and you're one of three people scheduled to give a speech. The first speaker is Abraham Lincoln and he gets up there and does the Gettysburg Address. The second speaker is Martin Luther King Jr. and he does his I Have a Dream speech. Okay, your turn. How excited are you to go onto the stage? Do you go ahead and launch the poll? We'll give you about 10 more seconds. Five more seconds. Okay, let's stop the polling and share the results. Okay, as you can see, uh, we were all over the place. Um, a lot of people, what the most common was, I have an important message too. 
I did not get a vote, but I would be with the people at the bottom. I would have already exited the building. Okay, thanks. We can stop sharing those results. So the reason I brought that poll up is here I am about to start and launch into Ecclesiastes. Uh, this book was written by the wisest man to have ever lived. And he is going to be very blunt with us. And I really don't see how I can add much to what he has to say. So we are going to read the entire book. We'll read groups of verses at a time. I will talk very little. And hopefully we will, um, we will learn by listening to what Solomon had to say to us. With that in mind, I am looking for a volunteer to do some reading of a few verses. So raise your hand if you would like to read. Okay, let's go with the anonymous fire tablet. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. Like an earring of gold and an ornament, Ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Thank you for that. And if I heard what I thought I heard, I think that was Ray Hill. She can confirm that or not. Yes. Thank you. So uh, let's listen and hear what Solomon had to say to us. Okay, right off the bat. He sets the stage. I would like somebody to volunteer to read the first three verses. Okay, let's go with um, Oliver. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What advantage does man have in all his work which he does not, which he does under the sun? Thank you for that. We are now going to spend essentially the next two months seeing how Solomon comes to his conclusions regarding to that question. What is our advantage in all the work we do? The next few verses talk about the eternity of nature. So I will be looking for somebody to read a few verses 
as soon as it catches up on your screen because it's already on mine. Okay, we'll go with uh, Huckabee and Tam, fam. Hopefully the blue will show up quickly. Uh, a, ge a generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also the sun rises and the sun sets, and hastening to its place it rises there again, blowing toward the south, then turning toward the north. The wind continues swirling along, and on circular courses the wind returns. All the rivers flow into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place where the rivers flow, there they will flow again. Thank you for the reading. Uh, everybody keep those words in mind. I went ahead and I saw if I could see these words repeated in other parts of scripture. I managed to uh, knit something together. So I'm looking for another volunteer to read something very similar to what we just read. Okay, we'll go with Steve. Unmute. Okay, okay. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it stands. The sun's rising is from one end of the heavens and its circuit to the other end of them. The wind blows where it wishes and can hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. For he has founded it, the earth upon the seas, and established it upon the rivers. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. Thank you for that, Paul. And uh, as you can see, uh, these verses mostly came from various Psalms and John, but just the way the earth operates day after day and what we don't know how it works uh, reminded me of the passage in Romans. Again, that uh, God displaying his sovereignty and his power uh, just by how the, the rules and physics by which the earth operates. We then get into a verse which talks about lack of satisfaction. So I'm looking for somebody to read something from Ecclesiastes that Solomon also said earlier in Proverbs. Okay, we'll go with uh, VNR Harvey. All things are wearisome. Man is not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, nor are the eyes of man ever satisfied. Thank you for that reading. Um, I thought about this first, but then I thought about something that sort of uh, gives us the other side of this coin, so to speak. So looking for a volunteer to read.
Okay, we'll go with Steve. First Timothy six, six through eight. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we can take not we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. Thanks, Steve. So on one hand, we have the idea of the eye never being satisfied, but then Paul telling us verse three, his writings to Timothy about uh, how to be content and what you can be content with. Okay, the next few verses kind of put the past and the present and the future all together. So I'm looking for a volunteer to read a few verses. Okay, we'll go with Carrie Clark, please. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one might say, see, this is new? Already, it has existed for ages, which were before us. There is no remembrance of earlier things and also of the latter things which will occur. There will be for them no remembrance among those who will come later still. Thank you for that. Um, you might be thinking a lot of things after you read this such as, uh, are we doing to repeat history, uh, the good old days or better, things like that. I was questioning whether uh, some of these things were influenced by what we just read. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, are you familiar with this quote, what is past is prologue, or with these statues? Um, we'll give you about 20 seconds to respond over in the chat area. Okay, fair enough. I had to kind of look them up myself. You know, I have uh, seen the statues myself personally. And maybe you have too if you visited DC. So uh, the statement of what is past is prologue is actually out of The Tempest by Shakespeare. 
And these two statues are actually down and they sit in front of the National Archives. Uh, the one on the left is referred to as past with the uh, inscription study the past. And uh, the other one is called future. And it actually takes the quote from Shakespeare, what is past is prologue. So there's your uh, Washington, D.C. statue trivia. Okay, let's now read the next few verses. Looking for a volunteer to read. Let's go with the uh, Smith family. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It is a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. I have seen all the works which have been done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened, and what is lacking cannot be counted. Thank you for the reading. So the wisest man to have lived has just stated, after thorough examination, that all is vanity and striving after win. Do you have any type of reaction? Go ahead and take some time in chat to respond to that. I'll give you a few more seconds if anybody else would like to respond. Okay, they say a uh, picture is worth a uh, thousand years. So I'm going to show you pictorially the effect this statement has on me. There are times that it makes me kind of thoughtful and to consider this life. However, I have to admit there are other times I have a slightly different reaction. The good old duck and cover and just don't want to know anything else. Okay, now Solomon is going to remind us of why he is qualified to talk about these things. 
So I'm looking for a volunteer to read. Okay, Arnetta. I said to myself, behold, I have magnified and increased wisdom more than all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my mind has observed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. Thank you for that. So the second verse is the repeating of God's promise to Solomon and Solomon stating that he is uh, magnified wisdom more than any other. So what does his most wisest of wise say about wisdom? Let's read the next two verses, looking for a volunteer. Let's go with Huckabee and Tam. And I set my mind to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I realized that this also is striving after wind. Because in much wisdom, there is much grief and increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. Thank you for that. Okay, we're going to have a poll. The poll question is right in front of you. I would like to ask the host to launch the poll. We'll give you about five more seconds if you would like to reply. And stop the poll and share the results, please. Okay, as you can see, we're all over the place. Uh, nobody picked all eights, but, uh, and the big hump, of course, is sometimes, but you can see the others get a, a fair share of, uh, how we feel about being the phrase is ignorance bliss. Thanks, you can stop sharing that now. So, wisdom has been talked about here in Ecclesiastes. Uh, essentially, there is much grief and in knowledge, there's increasing pain. So let's go back and see what Solomon said about wisdom back in the book of Proverbs. So I'm looking for a volunteer to read. Let's go with, uh, I don't think Deborah Crone has read yet. Let's go with Deborah Crone. 
and I set my mind to know wisdom. I realized that this also is a striving after the wind, because in much wisdom there's much grief, and increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are always pleasant, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Happy are all who hold her fast. Thank you, Farron. I hope you all noticed a bit of a contrast between Proverbs discussing wisdom and Ecclesiastes. So my question for you is, in Proverbs, wisdom begets long life, riches, honor, pleasantness, peace, happiness, while much grief and increased pain in Ecclesiastes. So my question is, uh, why the change of attitude regarding wisdom, do you think? We'll give you a few more seconds, but most of you just talked about the weariness of life. Oh, and I don't have an answer myself, but I think most of what you all are saying sounds very reasonable. So to end tonight's class, I'd like to go back to Ecclesiastes 1.11, where it was stated that there is no remembrance of earlier things, and also the latter things which will occur. There will be for them no remembrance among those who will come latter still. But we can't end on that thought, so let's remember the very first passage we read today. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written down for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So let us take what has been written for us and learn from their example all that we can about the past. With that, I am ending the lesson. We will be starting chapter two next week. And I will ask uh, Bruce offering a closing prayer for the study. Our God and our Father in heaven, give us a wise, give us all a wise and discerning heart. Maybe may we never turn away from you our God and our Father. May we always seek contentment so that we won't be troubled by 
what we do have, what we don't have. Let us find wisdom and understanding by knowing your word and what, what has happened in the past and the mistakes that others have made, the, the successes <clears throat> others have made and try to use that to divine our way to a better life of service to you. And we pray, pray this through your son, Jesus. Amen. Good evening. Tonight's first song will be taken from Songs of Faith and Praise Songbook, number 225. He is a wonderful Savior to me. Let us sing. I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful savior to me. He's a wonderful savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful savior to me. He's a friend so true, so patient and so kind. He's a wonderful savior to me. Everything I need in him I'll always find. He's a wonderful savior to me. For he's a wonderful savior to me. He's a wonderful savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful savior to me. Dearer grows the love of Jesus day by day. He's a wonderful savior to me. Sweeter is his grace while pressing on my way. He's a wonderful savior to me. For he's a wonderful savior to me. He's a wonderful savior to me. I was lost in sin, for Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Amen. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Thank you, Brother Rodney, for that selection. Good evening, church family and guests. Uh, thank you for being with us tonight as we studied God's uh, word. Uh, we thank you, Brother Jeff, for leading us in the Bible study of the book of Ecclesiastes. I pray that uh, all is well and that we'll just continue to remain faithful to God Almighty. Uh, the scripture for today, uh, the U version scripture that I usually use, is coming from 2 Peter uh, chapter 3. 
uh, I know it's Second Peter chapter one, verse three. And uh, instead of just reading that one verse, I want to read uh, verses three through 11, a very familiar passage of scripture was Peter is talking about uh, making your calling and election uh, sure. Uh, those of us who have given our lives to Christ, uh, we accepted that call and we're now faithfully serving him instead of ourselves. And as I read this particular passage of scripture, it also reminds me of Galatians chapter five, uh, the fruit of the spirit. Uh, we'll mention that as well. Uh, Paul's words to the saints at Galatia. But in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, uh, Peter says, His divine power, God's power, has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being what? They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter reminds us to make our calling and election sure that we just continue to grow in Christ, that we continue to remain faithful to God Almighty. And as I mentioned, as we read that particular passage, uh, very mindful of what Paul told the Galatians in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, a very familiar passage of scripture about the fruit of the spirit. And what is the fruit of the spirit? It's love, it's joy, is peace, is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. Against such things, there is no law. As I uh, mentioned earlier, those of us who have surrendered our lives to Christ, uh, we are not about ourselves now. We're about Christ. We're about serving him, about lifting up him, about glorifying God Almighty, who loved us enough that he allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So as we continue to deal with the issues of life today and tomorrow, if God bless us with tomorrow, let us continue to remain faithful. Let us continue to glorify God. Let us continue to allow people to see Christ living in us, making our election, making our calling and election sure. And if you are not in Christ, if you have not surrendered your life to Christ, please contact us at elders at laurelchurch.net and we'll be glad to share with you the good news, the good news of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Oh, we thank God that he loved us enough to allow his son to down that cruel cross for us. And if you just need the church to pray for you, please contact us at that same email address, elders at laurelchurch.net. We all are dealing with uh, things of life. We all have our ups and downs, but thank God for Jesus who died for us. And we thank God that he loved us enough uh, that he is there for us. And we know with God, all things are possible. And Jesus is able to intercede for us in our time of need. So uh, we pray that you just continue to remain faithful, that you continue to grow closer to God in all that you do. And I just thank you for this opportunity uh, to share passages of scripture uh, with you. I pray that you just continue to pray for our congregation and continue to pray for this world. And may all that we do, may we just continue to be a shining example for those to follow. May God continue to keep you and may he continue to bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Wilkins. Our final song for the night will be Doxology. We'll sing this two times. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.
Let us pray. Our mighty merciful master, it's once more and again that the Laurel family, both near and far, come before your throne of grace with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and providing us this hour of worship. May the things that we gleaned from tonight's lessons help us each and every one according to his own needs individually and collectively. I'd like to take this time and thank you for our leadership here at the, at the Laurel Congregation, Lord. Continue to bless our elders with longevity and a cohesive unity as they shepherd over the flock. Continue to bless our deacons with forethought and resolve as they continue to be good shepherds for the flock. And continue to bless our ministers, Brother White, Brother Cook, and Brother Martinez as they continue to evangelize to the flock. Forgive us of our transgressions and our sins that doth so easily beset us and bless us and keep us safe until we meet at the next appointed time. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen.